You're listening to a podcast from the Cinema Geekly Podcast Network. We're the geeks you deserve and the ones you need right now. Go ahead, Jay. Make a wish. Anything you can think of. Anything? Mystery Gen Z Theater 9000. Ooh, we're back. <laughs> With a different name. After a brief hiatus. <laughs> uh, Kayla. <laughs> when was the last episode uploaded? When uh, was this? February 25th, 2021. <laughs> Jesus. Okay. So, yep, brief. I, I stand, you know what, my point still stands. It's, yeah. It's brief. Uh, not only does this show have frequent uh, format changes... Uh, we've now included a name change as well because... I'm not going to be a teenager anymore. No, my teen girl is going to stop being a teen girl next year. I'm going to be 20. <laughs> well, that's the podcast for this week, everybody. Yep, that's uh, it. <laughs> it's pleasure, pleasure uh, getting back to y'all. I hope you've been doing good. It's an apropos beginning for this Actually, this movie that we're going to be talking about really would be a fitting episode for the last episode ever of this podcast, but uh, yeah. since we never really know when that's going to be, nope. um, the format change is as such. Originally, the idea behind this podcast was that I was going to try to pick movies that I thought Kayla might like uh -huh. and then find out if she does. But what we did find out was that we hit a streak of me not liking movies. <laughs> Well, no, that's not true. I think the problem was that I knew you too well, and you ended up liking most of what that's I picked. That's true. And we it, had no variety. There was, yeah, you disliked one movie, The yeah, Mummy. The Mummy. <laughs> which, by the way, still wrong about. Okay, I'm not wrong. It was... <laughs> no, you're wrong! <laughs> um, anyway, anyway, uh, then Kayla had the bright idea of maybe I'll pick movies to see if you'll like them instead. She made me watch anime and uh, I did like Howl's Moving Castle. It was very good. Christian Bale for the win. It was very good. Um, I don't remember if there were... What, were there other ones that you made me watch that were also... Uh, Corpse Bride? Uh, was yes. Was one that I made you watch? Yeah, basically you picked them, mm -hmm. I think. Um, did we... I don't think we ever... You did make me watch Corpse Bride, but we I don't know if we... Were, a, oh, no. We never made an episode for it. Oh, no. Spoiler alert. And also miniature podcast for... Uh, episode 11A of Mystery Teen Girl Theater 9000. I liked Corpse Bride. I thought it was good. good. <laughs> um, but now it is Mystery Gen Z Theater 2000 because she's not a... Well, she won't be a teen anymore soon enough. Yep. And now we need to relegate you down from age to just your generational group. Yep. So congrats, Zoomer. We are on <laughs> to... Uh, and we are back to the format of... 
I pick a movie and make Kayla watch it and against see. my will. <laughs> well, <laughs> please send help. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, so we begin with, ironically, a film called "This Is the End," mm-hmm. a 2013. I don't know. Sometimes people take like things like romantic comedy and call them rom coms. Yep. What would you call an apocalyptic comedy? Uh, uh, a compocalypse. Compocalypse. <laughs> you know what? That's the genre name from this point forward. Compocalypse. Uh, this is written, directed, and produced by Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg. Uh, they've written and directed a lot of things together. Mm-hmm. And the film stars James Franco, Jonah Hill, Seth Rogen, Jay Baruchel, Danny McBride, Craig Robinson. And they've also added on here Michael Sarah and Emma Watson, and I'm guessing that's only because they are big enough stars to be listed as stars, <laughs> but they are barely in this movie. Yeah, for like a grand total of about yeah. five minutes. Uh, Emma, Emma Watson gets like ten lines of dialogue maybe, and she's got like uh, five, maybe five minutes of screen time altogether. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Michael Sarah is... In the actually, he gets quite a bit to do at the very beginning of the movie, but that's about it. So it's based off of a short film called Jay and Seth versus the Apocalypse, which was also written by Rogan and Goldberg. But it, I remember seeing it actually on the interwebs. Hmm. It got released there, and I'm like, oh, this is fun. And I was very happy to see a few years later that it got translated into a full fledged movie. And uh, it's weird. So mm-hmm. it's. Uh, it's an apocalypse movie yeah. and a comedy, but the uh, the sell point of this movie is that it's the apocalypse, and it happens to these uh, happens famous to a people. Bunch of celebrities, yes, and they play <laughs> themselves in the movie. It's great. So uh, presumably. They play versions of themselves. Right. Although like, I'm, I'm not going to look at this and assume that James Franco is like this in real life. Although, well... For Franco, I don't know if he was maybe, acting. Maybe that was a bad example. <laughs> but And I'm not sure if Craig Robinson was... I no. mean, everything I've ever seen Craig Robinson, and he's like this guy. Yeah. Um, Seth Rogen seemed very Seth Rogen-y, but I mean, like, yeah. Jonah Hill, I'm pretty sure was playing yeah, not Jonah Hill. I don't think Jonah Hill acts like that in real life. Yeah, but. I think Michael Sarah was... I mean, maybe Michael <laughs> Sarah is like a cokehead. Maybe. Maybe. We don't know. Uh, but yeah. So, uh, you know, with... I mean, I'm, I'm pretty sure Rihanna was just playing Rihanna in yeah, this. Yeah, Rihanna was just... Yeah, Rihanna's in this movie uh, for like two seconds, and it's great. She yeah. kills those two seconds. She tells Craig Robinson to fuck off musically. Those two seconds of Rihanna on screen were like Oscar worthy, <laughs> but, you know, so that's just my opinion. The the catch of this movie is there's a big house party. James Franco just bought a new <laughs> James house. James Franco's new house. <laughs> yes, he got a new house and he's throwing like a big housewarming party and everyone is there and we're all having a good time and then uh, people get raptured, right? <laughs> yeah, they get raptured. Um, the sub story here is that Jay Baruchel is visiting his friend Seth. They are both Canadian boys, but Seth has moved to Los Angeles and uh, still lives in Canada. Jay still lives in Canada. It's like the <laughs> guy who still lives at home with his parents, yeah, coming to visit his friend who's you know got On their own, own apartment, yeah. And uh, but their friendship is secretly kind of been deteriorating for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're out there. Uh, he doesn't, and Jay doesn't like Seth's friends. Yeah. Uh, or, or doesn't get along with them or whatever. His new Hollywood friends. Yeah. And uh, his new rich people friends. Yes. Yes. And uh, basically, as uh, is what tends to happen, the rapture occurs while they're getting snacks from mm-hmm. a convenience store. 
and uh, I hate it when that happens. Then the apocalypse occurs, and none of these rich people were raptured because, in reality, none of them are very good people. Even the ones that put on a good fronting face, mm-hmm. uh, Jonah Hill's character is explicitly like two faced in this extremely extremely kind and generous to a fake degree that sort of thing Uh but what's revealed is also that like jay is also not you know he seems like the nicest person in the movie yeah and he thinks he's a good person yeah well but he's done some shitty things so uh none of them really get raptured and then it kind of just boils down to them sort of figuring out that they have to become better people if they're ever going to get out of Mm -hmm. this and some of them do and some of them don't James Franco. James Franco does not. <laughs> hilariously does not make it out of this movie alive. Uh, Danny McBride uh, embraces the fact that he's not been raptured. Danny McBride, he was interesting. He just turns into a cannibal eventually. Yeah. Th- that enslaved Channing Tatum. <laughs> Channing Tatum, I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he, he walks him around on a leash. Yeah, basically... Uh, for a while, if we were to look in this in terms of D&D characters, he goes from being like a chaotic neutral to a chaotic evil by the end of the movie. Yeah. 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 I'd agree with that. (laughs) So I wanted to show you this movie for a long time because Uh I think prior to watching this, the only thing you knew this movie or knew from this movie is the incredible ending to the movie. We have seen the end credits of this movie so many times <laughs> because the uh, it's so great the end the end of the movie can i explain it yeah go ahead okay so spoilers if you haven't seen the movie yeah um, this 2013 movie this or whatever it was. movie from 2013 so at the end of this movie they all go to heaven and it's super great and who is it that it's craig craig robinson tells jay barishall that he can wish for whatever he wants, and he'll just get it. Yeah, in like heaven. like Seth Rogen wishes for like a blunt and he like wishes a, for like some gigantic a, ass blunt and, and a Segway and a Segway. <laughs> but Jay, because he's the best person in this movie, uh, just wishes that the Backstreet Boys would come perform in front of him. Yes. and they do. The yeah, actual they Backstreet Boys do Backstreet's Backstreet's back emerge from the crowd and just do full on Backstreet's back, and it's. Incredible. So great. And it's incredible. I've made my kids watch this a million times. So many times. Uh, but so then many. when Kayla finally came of age, because, you know, there's like <laughs> yeah. there's like a devil penis in this movie. Oh, Everybody, it's ridiculous. It's ginormous. It's, it's huge. <laughs> uh, there's a hilarious moment afterwards where it is severed where he's holding it like Satan he's is holding, holding it in his it hand. His hand. And he's like, no. Um, Can we talk about how Jonah Hill gets possessed in this movie? Because. Sure. (laughs) That by far was like, I thought I understood what was going on. (laughs) And then that happened and I suddenly did not understand anymore. Jonah Hill gets raped by a demon and is inseminated by an evil spirit. And becomes possessed. Yes. uh, Which, okay. Hilariously possessed, by the way. So funny. Because he's basically still Jonah Hill, but he talks like. Oh really, Seth? Like that's how he <laughs> talks, but he's he's just sounds like, you know, the power of Christ compels you. Oh, does it really? Does it? Yeah, it's not very compelling. It's not very compelling, Jay. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I mean, he's basically still Jonah Hill, but just with like a demon voice. He's Jonah Hill, but like with voice mod on. Yes, and it's it's um, great. But it's uh, so obviously a, not a movie for the kids. No, this is a heavy, no, 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 hard R-rated comedy. Yes. But 
if you enjoy like Rogan's style of comedy or whatever, and of course I'm talking about Seth, not Joe. Uh, <laughs> Jesus Christ! I know. Could you imagine? Does he even, even? have comedy? Uh, he used to be a comedian, is what I've heard. What? Uh, maybe that's a whole other thing. Yeah, for a well, whole other time. Well, Joe Rogan absolutely fell into a pit in this movie, 100. percent So, oh, yeah. uh, he died off screen by default. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I'm I'm just curious, like, because for years I was like, ah, oh, she needs to watch the whole movie and not just this amazing scene. Mm-hmm. Now that you've seen it, now that I've seen it, what do you think of this? Is the end? It's so good. Yay! <laughs> it was so funny. Like mm-hmm. it. So I fall victim to being the stereotypical Gen Z who just finds everything hilarious. Mm-hmm. Uh, I also have very intense thirteen-year-old boy humor, which is exactly <laughs> the type of humor that Seth Rogen specializes in. Ah, yes. And I eat that shit up. Mm-hmm. It's incredible. I laugh at it every single time without fail. Yes. It's just. It's so bizarre, but mm-hmm. it's bizarre enough to where you're like, yeah, I could watch this. Like, it's yeah. it's weird, but a good weird. So, not only is Backstreet Boys, everybody's, uh, everybody Backstreet's Back is on the soundtrack for this album, <laughs> but so are artists like Cypress Hill and Jaquan and KRS-One, uh-huh. but also there's a special edition of Take Your Panties Off by Craig Robinson and Snoop Dogg. What? <laughs> Uh, and also it closes with I Will Always Love You by Whitney Houston because that is that, the song that is played. Beautiful. That scene at the end is beautiful. That is the song that is playing while uh, the gigantic Satan Kaiju is holding his <laughs> wang. Kaiju, yeah, it is, and it's great. Uh, while Seth and Jay are being uh, hovered up to uh, heaven via rapturing. Uh, so, Caleb, what would you give our, the patented Cinema Geekly Geeky Glasses scale? One being the lowest, five being the highest, with halves and quarters all allowed in the scoring. What would you give? This is the end. I'm going to give it a four and a half. Yeah? Yeah. That's pretty high praise. I mean, mean, like I said, this is the exact... I am the target audience for this movie, I feel like. (laughs) I I am the target audience. Ah, okay. So, I really liked this movie. I thought it was the funniest thing I've ever seen. Uh, wow. as, as my dad can confirm, I was laughing at everything approximately every two seconds. Mm-hmm. Um, there was not a single joke in this movie that I didn't understand or laugh at. Yeah. Uh, it was great. Uh, weirdly enough, as I open up my Letterboxd account here, apparently in 2013, I gave this movie three and a half. What? So I liked it. It was better than good, uh-huh. but I didn't love it. I didn't. It didn't quite reach four levels for me, which is weird because mm-hmm. I think now I, I've enjoyed it more when I've gone back and watched it. Um, there are some elements where I'm kind of like, there's a couple of cringe because well, you're a elements. boring adult now, and you think uh, that I know you think that dick jokes aren't funny anymore. That's true because you're uh, boring and old. I know. Yet I still own this movie. Mm-hmm. So there is that. Ah, okay, everybody. That was this episode mm-hmm. of Mystery Gen Z Theater. But we promise to be back, and it won't take. Another year and yep. six months or whatever. It may, in fact, be sooner than you think. <laughs> it, could be, it could be next week. We shall see. In the meantime, you can head on over to cinemageekly.com where you can check out the archives of the show. And of course, this is a listener-supported podcast. And we have a couple of support methods that you may choose from. We have a Patreon, patreon.com slash cinemageekly. We have the Moich store, geeklymerch.com. Links for both of those are in the show notes for this episode. Uh, oh, and 
You can also find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and Audible. Just search for Mystery Gen Z Theater 9000. I know that's a lot. Uh, it's just, a lot of words. <laughs> just search for that and then hit subscribe. And that way you can join us next time when we talk about Deadpool. Woo! Yay! Yay!